0: All right, we'll start.
1: We're back with a second pod.
0: I thought I was really gonna get you to laugh about the TI thing.
1: Oh, I I just yawned.
0: I was only yawning. That wasn't a <laughs> laugh. <laughs> no. I
2: thought
0: you I thought you were gonna find it funny that I just carry my calculator around the house.
1: <laughs> I'm used to it now. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. I don't know what to talk about because I'm so fucking tired.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you better figure it the fuck out. Yeah, we're doing this. I'm I, telling you, we have. You promised.
0: The problem is, we talk before we film these podcasts.
1: I am talked to you all day.
0: I literally talked to you for thirty minutes before this podcast. Mm-mm.
1: No, I was watching videos online.
0: But I was talking about Bitcoin. You didn't re- retain any of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of. Kind of? Bitcoin is not allowing withdrawals anymore.
0: Yeah, they cash weren't... Cash flow. They weren't allowing cash transfers Bitcoin. It's like Bitcoin. ending. Yeah. Or cash transfers out of, the, out of the platform, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bad sign for liquidity. I mean...
1: Shit's about to go south, right?
0: It's not looking good. I mean, China looks like it's in a really bad spot right now. and But lo- you want
1: it to go down south, right? Well... But you don't want it to. But
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever wanted a recession. I don't wish that Yeah. ever. I mean, sometimes there's just inefficiencies, I think, in the economy and the market and... and yeah, you know, there's boom bust cycles and they say that's supposed to happen. Um I would prefer it not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I mean yeah, I mean when the empo- un- unemployment goes up, uh, it's just a, it's a bad situation a lot of people suffer. Mhm. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't ever wish that.
1: Tons of people suffer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's already bad enough, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: I guess we're having a party tonight, though. So
1: It's a party. It's a party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Um, you know what's funny? What? You know It's so
1: funny? Any video you post <laughs> on Twitter, you're like, this is the funniest post I've ever made. <laughs> <sighs> you have, like, the funniest post you ever made, like, 40 times a day i know it's so funny
0: Oh, uh, i normally i'm the one saying deciding it too i i normally comment
1: <laughs> <laughs> laughing under your own yeah stuff that you're busting a gut <laughs> uh,
0: i mean i really am like i would
1: love to live in your brain one day just like to and know how what you
0: think. <laughs> oh just see how i, don't I know, think. fuck around yeah fuck around just see what i could you know figure mess out with. yeah move some boxes around so i don't know where i left shit
1: no, I wouldn't do that to you. you would You would go into a mental asylum, I think. Yeah. You didn't know where your thoughts were.
0: That's a deep thought.:
1: <laughs> You would go crazy. Anyone would. Have you Anyways, thought about that?:
0: Nope. No. Mm-mm. Okay. I saw that you saw. It. We made eye contact for half a second as I looked away really quickly, and then you realized that you were about to send me down a.
1: Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I take something in your in your brain. You're like, wait a second.
0: Wait, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> My nose starts to bleed. <laughs> Man, what a, a fucking crazy week. You know how you know how insane it is to literally be uh high exposed and then and then have to go hey the party's fucking over and i'm dead certain it is you know what i mean like to yeah. put that out there
2: yeah
0: it that's a really it's big nerve-wracking it's ner- yeah it is nerve-wracking i mean there's a lot on the line when you do something like that you know mm-hmm. and um and then to see it all, all just play out over the, over this last week has been uh, fucking nuts. I'll I'll say that.
1: Would you say that like your research has gotten stronger with like making calls on like?
0: Oh, you mean like the data confirmation from yeah, B- yeah. I mean, like as as you go along, of course, you know, you you get more confirmation as you as the trade develops, right? And you get you start to figure out more so how far it's really going to go i mean like one of, one of the things I, I put out there was like you know you can kind of predict what the pace of a sell-off is going to be mm. um
1: like it's like it's not going to necessarily go all the way down to 12 even though you want it to it's probably going to stop right at 14
0: yeah something like that right yeah. i mean like um you know, you, you can, you can do volume calculations and that kind of stuff to, to develop, you know, sort of what, what might be the, the standard, uh, uh, sell-off percentage each day. And you can kind of create trajectory, um, of, of what those cells look like. So, and then you, and then you can put it into a a bell curve and, and develop probabilities behind it and figure out, you know, what's the most probabilistic outcomes of that stuff. And, um, it, it can you they say the stock market is so like emotionally based. I think it's more rationally based than ever before. You know, especially with algorithms and and uh, so much mathematics that go into it nowadays, um, that it it is very mathematically predictable. You know. Yeah. Did you know that? So I, I was reading something crazy this week that uh, statistics is one of the last developed like math field of mathematics really one of the or uh, not not developed discovered like they didn't they didn't what? do averages until the late 1700s they, they didn't realize somebody wrote a scientific paper in the 1800s saying that averages seemed to be more efficient in figuring out you know like probable outcomes and then they, they started to go from there and you know, they they developed, you know, Z-scores and all that, all that stuff, you know, differentials, every, everything, right? Bell curve models were, really became popularized in the in 60s, 1960s, sorry, the not the 1860s. I'm sure, as everyone else who has lived, obviously, through both the 1860s and the 1960s <laughs> would, would be confused. <laughs> um. So it's, a, it's really fascinating that our, our brain do, doesn't naturally go to that, you know, that it, it was one of the last developed, one of the, the more, not one of the last, but one of the more recent developed fields of, of mathematics yeah. discovered. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
0: <sighs> yeah. And <laughs> I, I think that the problem is, is that um, – I wish more people took time to understand statistics because I think it would solve a lot of a lot of people's um, problems when when looking at you know how do I how do I develop a trading strategy? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think I think if you can just apply some simple statistics and some simple statistic methods or statistical methods to your trades. you'll you'll start to develop a lot more success. I mean what is an algorithm really? It's just it's just a combination of of mathematic equations, right? It's, it's a mathematic equation that is exponentialed by an, by a m to the mathematic to another mathematical equation. So
2: yeah.
0: um it's really quite simple.
1: <laughs> so simple. Anyway <laughs> so simple. can do it.
0: Okay, so now you go ahead and um <clears throat> write an algorithm for me. No. No.
1: I would lose all the money. Yeah. I want to lose the money.
0: Have you, have you read, did you, uh, you've had a really busy week. I know you've been running around.
1: Yeah. I've,
0: so I don't even know if you're caught up on any of the reflections. I tried to,
1: I tried to look at the one today.
2: Um, here, let me just. Yeah, see, I had it pulled up on my phone. <laughs> just showing you proof. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's okay. We're just, we're waiting for Gwen to finish reading
0: <laughs> the reflection.
1: Yep. Housekeeping? You added a new...
0: No, I, sometimes I write in ho- housekeeping. I just, I don't always do it. Okay. And then, uh, unfortunately, RJR is going to have to record a pod with me tomorrow instead because he's had a migraine all day. And, um, so, they're just going to gonna get the crowd favorite of Gwen, which I think <laughs> they like you because you're not grumpy and yelling at them.
1: <laughs> I just yell at you.
0: <laughs> you just yelling at me. <laughs> I poke at you and then you start yelling at me and I, I have to back off.
1: Yeah, don't yeah. poke the bear.
0: There's too much at risk. Mm hmm. The...
1: Wait. So I just looked over your reflection. I like that. So, you know, the tough the tough job can't be done without some sort of sacrifices or tough decisions. Right. And that's what trading is. It's literally tough decisions.
0: Tons of tough decisions. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really, well, that's what I wanted to tie it into about, you know, when I was saying, like, hey, you know how tough. That it's is to make it's... a <laughs> tough it is to make a decision like last Friday to go to go look I'm looking at the data right now and I'm I'm certain that it is um, it's gonna it's gonna go down. Like we're entering a pullback.
1: We're plummeting.
0: I mean like you, you have to be very confident in in, you know, what you have in front of you because there's a lot at stake.
1: It makes sense now why I don't remember what day it was, but when it went up a little bit you, you were silent, pacing around the house.
0: Oh, I'm pacing? What are you talking about? Yeah. On uh, Monday. When it went up? There was like a lot on my mind for sure. I don't think I was pacing, though. I think you're over-exaggerating what I was doing.
2: Okay. I,
0: I know when I'm pacing. That's... <laughs> mm-hmm it definitely didn't seem right i knew i knew that it didn't seem right i mean there was a lot of signs that that was a head fake because the problem is is that like volume is so important in price action that you know you get these like liquidity pops where where the market becomes temporarily overly overly liquid where where too many shares flood the market, causes um, it causes a temporary flux In price where price temporarily goes up and then once volume normalizes and and part of the reason volume goes up so much right is because these big institutions are like dropping large blocks of shares all at at the same time right right and um algorithms turn on there's there's volume there's volume activated algorithms that will start trading and buying and indiscriminately buying right and then they get dumped on by by you know a major institution that that's that's you know getting the fuck out of there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so Monday, all of a sudden it was a very low volume day. They were waiting to see what what uh, was coming for the economic results Tuesday morning, and so at the in the last fifteen minutes there was a large volume strike a spike as there normally is every trading day in the final fifteen minutes that it is it is either number one or or second most uh uh heavy volume uh block in the trading day it's either the first 15 or it's the last 15 and that's because there's a lot of like market on close orders and, and uh as well as like institutions it's a lot it's a lot safer to make a buy or a sell at the end of the day when you have a a more
1: uh understanding of what the market of doing. what the
0: trend is for yeah. that day it's much more weighted To what true price action is yeah on the day versus you know buying off the open where you get a volume spike
1: that's why you wait usually
0: that's why i usually wait an hour like you want to see
1: what it does in pre-market right you also want to just wait like an hour i want to wait
0: till volume kind of steadies out and i can see where the real price is what's really going on and at that point too typically you can see a trend developing as well as um, you you normally have some inklings from option flow as well as dark pools and uh, block trades at that point, so you know you you can be pretty well guided in in what's going on. And and typically too, you know, I, by the time you're about an hour into the market, you know by by about ten thirty, normally most economic data has dropped at that point, and you you sort of have a pretty good feel for how it's going to play out that day. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to worry about a, bu- you know, something something coming at you. You know. Um and and being, you know, uh I don't know, caught with your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Never never heard that saying.
2: Caught
1: red-handed. I caught with your pants down like you're stuck?
0: Yeah. I I used to have um, coaches that pants would down? would yell at yell at us that would be like, look you guys you're not ready to, like you know, now we're caught with our pants down like you know like
1: <sighs> embarrassing yourself.
0: Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I guess maybe my childhood was weird. <laughs> you can uh, say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah, that's a okay. fair. That.
0: But that's that's something completely different. We don't even talk about that. Nope. No. Um, what what do you want to know about the market? Because you know what we were talking about earlier. What was, do
2: you want?
0: Well, no, because I I mean I think actually you brought up yeah. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know if you guys don't know what we're laughing at, that it's because uh, apparently Joe Biden visited an amputee. In uh, in what is it? Walter Reed? Is that mm-hmm. yeah? In in Walter Reed, and um, he he's a double amputee, so his right his right hand got amputated off, and uh, Joe stuck out his hand his right hand to shake him, shake you know, shake hands with him, and the guy looks at him and goes, "I don't have a hand, like I don't have a right hand, you know." And he go and Joe just goes, "Oh," and like taps like his left like his left fingers or no you know, he grabs his oh yeah he just does he does that little he has weird like, he's grab, in the hospital obviously
1: so so he's got his his other arm is like bandaged up and he just grabs his little finger and shakes and says hi nice to meet you did he or even
0: something? say that i don't even something i think it was like, awkward like I, and then and then he leans into him um, real really close and he goes what do you want <laughs> and we were we were just like what the f-? What? Who has? After he
1: he waited eight hours.
0: Yes, to, to me with the president. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I, it, it's a ridiculous. It's a the whole thing. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it
1: was annoying.
0: Yeah. So um. Anyways, <laughs> let now you guys understand our stupid inside joke of.
1: What do you want?
2: We'll
0: just ask each other at times. We'll we'll look at each other and go, "What do you want?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well the best part too is he goes, Excuse me? And he goes, What do you want? And he goes, I just wanna be me, man. Like he goes, What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, that's
1: when I think that's when Biden was like, I can get you anything you want.
0: Yeah. I can get
1: you this. I can get you this.
0: No, I don't think he was like that, but Mm -hmm. was he? Yes. Yeah, well. Yeah.
1: So you wait earlier you said that i mentioned something
0: oh right so earlier you mentioned um i so i think i think one of the weird one of the hard things mentally when you're when you're first trading is there's a lot of emotion and a lot of like psychological like fear and adrenaline that can take over when you think that um a crash is occurring i wouldn't say I'm not saying we're in a crash currently, right? Or that a recession is on, and that you know you've always, you've heard all the stories about like 1929 or uh, 2008, where you know, there's this huge sell-off and people lost their house and they lost their mortgages and all this and that. And I mean, you asked me an honest, honest question, like you know.
1: Oh yeah you you are mentioning it, is it going to be okay? The like, Chinese economy, it's just like.
0: You're like this. This is really scary. I
1: was like, "Yeah, this is scary. What does this mean?" And like- I'm just,
0: you know, jabbering on like my normal self, where I'm like, I'm just talking like the facts over it because that's the world I live in, right? And, um, I go, "Oh yeah, I mean, it's gonna be fine. Like probabilistically, we'll we'll be okay, right?" But I think I think as as traders, like that, that really reminded me of, um you know you should study cra- like crashes in quotation mark or, or downside events as well as pullbacks you know you should go back to those those charts for it and look at it because i think one of the things about fear is a lot of times fear stems from not understanding or not knowing and um, the more that you can like look at what happened look at what's the what's the ho- find the highest percentage move in a week for for like a crash you know how much did how much did a market move in a single week you know and what's the what's the average move you know and how long does does a a crash last, you know a a sell a sell last for i mean most most downside action like a concentrated sell it only lasts for 4 to 6 weeks you you only normally get 4 to 6 weeks of the action then you bottom and after after that, like normally it's, it's time to start buying again. And normally funds are buying on the way down too. I mean, they're trying to take opportunities into it. So, I mean, as, as traders, I think the worst thing you can do is is panic or, or be afraid that you need to find a way to emotionally divorce yourself and, and not be caught up in the adrenaline of a trade day to day. I mean,
1: I feel like that is so much better said than done, but I see what you're saying, but it, it, to me, it's just like, knowing that it's falling down, but then people are buying into it, so they're trying to like essentially raise it,
2: but you just have to wait until the right
1: time. Yeah, that's why you do it.
0: That's why I do it. I yeah. mean, I think one of the things, too, is it's, a, it's an experience thing. It's sort of like a... Um, people sort of need the proof. It's almost like you need to play the video game a couple times to like get a feel for, for how it's going to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the more you do it, the, the stronger you form a habit of doing it the right way. Right. So like, I mean, watching a pullback, right. If you can, if you can add statistics to it, if you can add mathematics to it, if you know what's the likelihood of, of uh, you know, how far a cell can go, if you know what the average standard deviation is in a, a in a stock move on a day, if you know how much like the VIX is predicting uh, a market a market can move on average per day, right? You can you can start to figure out like okay, so we're at we're down two point two percent on the day. Well, that's typically a full rubber band, like a full standard deviation move, mm-hmm. right? Typically, at this point, we then start to head back towards VWAP or five or you know some something right yeah. like, um, and you you start to like if you can start to go figure out well what's the typically of this you know yeah uh, you're going to be a lot better prepared and you're going to know when to you know close close your shorts take on longs um, and it it will become a a much more um method it'll become much more methodical and i think that you know you have to also change your mindset a bit of stocks are crashing i'm going to lose money to stocks are going down this is an opportunity for me i think that you have to look at the stock market as an opportunity of of whether it goes down or it goes up like this is an opportunity. I just need to understand what the opportunity is. You know, right? What's it gonna do? If I can understand what it's gonna do, then
2: you can be ahead of it. I can,
0: I can, you know, capture my opportunity. I yeah. don't have to squander it. You know, right? And um, I think, I think part of it is not, it's that not knowing and uh, trying to put things into a box and not and not understand it what i was talking about on on twitter space today was that like i think humans are very reductionist and uh the reason you know it's it's one of the most our our most amazing gifts because we can see complexity in an environment and simplify it and it's a a super amazing adaptive trait right like i can i can pattern form i can i can you know uh memory recall and and link Different patterns together, and right. and put things into boxes, you know, as we all do. We love <laughs> we love boxes, right? <laughs> she makes fun of me because I I have to explore. Like
2: everything in boxes. I put
0: everything in a box mentally. I put everything into a different box, like I, I box things, and yeah, I understand how my boxes are inter- interrelated to each other and all that. I mean. <laughs> There's a box. There is a box. There's a box for everything, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you made me laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, – but part of the problem, though, is, is that if you make your boxes black and white and you don't understand that, that there are interrelationships between these boxes and that there's exceptions to rules, that there's nuance – in situations that you have to be willing to adapt and not always just like the rules shouldn't be followed like rules. They should be they should be followed like very strong suggestions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so
1: like go outside go outside the line sometimes.
0: Go outside the line sometimes. They follow that rule eighty percent of the time, be willing yeah. to take the chance, you know, that twenty percent. Yeah. Right? Um, and no, no, when situations aren't, aren't, um, matching up the same way. I mean, like, look at the thing that I did with like the symmetries of the dark pools. Right. And it turned out to be a hundred percent correct of, of predicting a, a sell-off, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, so for, for people listening, if you go back to my post on,
1: I think Wednesday. it was
0: 8, uh, 11, last Friday. Oh. And then on, on Monday, I think I followed it up further. Posting about dark pools and about symmetries within within dark pools, and that uh, you could that I th- that it typically, if you align the symmetry, that that um, you could see how pullbacks set up, and then it becomes a very easy, predictable thing. You know, I think that the more rationality you can you can add to it makes it uh, makes it a lot better. One's now, like, staring at at my post trying to understand what the hell I wrote.
1: (laughs) I'm not... Do I ever,
0: like... Because I I talk very fast. Are you just, like... Sometimes I can see your eyes glaze a little bit.
1: (laughs) You use big words sometimes. (laughs) That makes me sound stupid, but, like... You use the big words that you use for, like, your... Your mathematics and... (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. No, I listen to you. I'm watching you. (laughs) I'm taking it all in. But you also, like... You throw a lot at once. You know, it's easier for the people listening and They can press the pause button and rewind. I'm in real life. I can't do that.
2: I'm like, <laughs> shit,
1: what did he say? Because you were mentioning a couple of things about following the markets, and I wanted to, like, jump in and say, like, wait. So what do you think is, like, the most, like, if if there's a list of, like, top five of, like, what to what to look for or, like, study for, like, the market? What do you think? But then I also obviously saw that you were going down a rabbit hole or not a rabbit hole, but you're going through an explanation. So I didn't want to interrupt you. You're welcome. I <laughs> let you get it out. But yeah.
0: Do You still want me to answer that question? Yes. What the top five things are? Yes. Uh, I think, I think. Liquidity. Uh, yeah. Liquidity. Mm-hmm. Liquidity is number one. Yep. Um, but I think that, People need to try to approach it in a as simplistic method as possible
1: yes that's why I asked top five
0: it it gets very complicated very fast like yeah you can I think that this isn't a criticism I don't of Twitter of like a lot of Twitter accounts because I think I think them exploring different measures and and like trying to see if that correlates the liquidity and stuff is important, but I get why regular people are completely lost when somebody goes, look at this huge mathematical equation. Don't you totally understand what it means? (laughs) And I'm standing, I'm sitting there and I mean like I, so I learned something really interesting about dyslexic people. and, And for people that don't know me, I'm dyslexic. I've struggled with reading my my whole life i've um i couldn't read until second grade and and then like it it something hit me maybe it was like literally a fucking book because my mom was so pissed that (laughs) i couldn't read and um and then all of a sudden i just jumped forward because by the time i was in fourth grade I, i was reading like you know crazy advanced books on like military strategy and mean like they were college level books so um and I I was I was retentive like I I actually understood what was being said in but anyway so I I have a lot of learning disabilities that I've I've grown up with like ADHD obviously right dyslexia um what else do I have I got I got depression man I got
2: (laughs) anxiety
0: I got anxiety (laughs) (laughs) And um, they're all just working together to fuck me. (laughs) No. I think I think they're beautiful gifts. I I really do. I think that you can is what you make of it, right? Like there are there are obstacles with it, but there are are such beautiful gifts I think that come along with it as well at the same time. And it's about developing like the right strategies and being persistent and um you know, being nice to yourself, I think, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: especially when you're younger. Be, you know, be nice to yourself. So one of the things I learned about dyslexia uh, sometime over the last couple of weeks was that they typically, like, people with higher, who score higher on IQ, they found a a correlation. Um, sorry. People with dyslexia with a higher IQ, they found a correlation that they tend to use bigger words because there's less chance of ha- of misplacing or reasse- accidentally reassembling words like letters in in those words so they use it as a substitution because it's also like your eyes are reading it longer so there's a better chance that you know you catch as well that you wow
1: wow so that's why yeah. i
0: use bigger words because i i think i mean maybe it's just cuz i'm yes
1: a genius yeah <laughs> it's probably that but yeah um, that makes sense. that's cool.
2: yeah um, so
1: I love you, but um <laughs> top five <laughs> I'm keeping you on track tonight right liquidity
0: well what i w- what I was trying to say though was was uh for me i need I need simplicity I mean because my brain is is constantly trying to re- reassemble things and when I'm writing and. When I'm, when I'm trying to read too, like I, I need it to be simple. I need to be able to understand a concept simply. And so for me, like, I mean, even, even numbers sometimes get shuffled around in my head and it's, it's terrifying, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I get, I get why, why long mathematical equations and then somebody talking about it in a non-simplistic manner and not using metaphors or analogies or a story along with it, because I think our brain works that way too. In that, that, you know, one of the best ways that, so when they were studying chimpanzees, sorry to go down another fucking rabbit hole real quick, but I have to explain this backstory in order for like a pro for me to <laughs> cite primal it's okay. behavior.
1: It's okay. You don't explain yourself. Oh, I think, all right,
0: fine. So I think it's a very primal behavior that that storytelling and that kinetic kinetic learning. It, there's a reason why stories resonate with us and why we're able to way better remember a story than than you know reading just a fucking textbook. Well, now
1: I want to know about the chimpanzees.
0: So when they were studying chimpanzees' tool usage,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: wanted to learn how did how did they teach the next generation how to use the tools, right? So what they found was that the moms would literally grab the young chimp by the hands and show them literally how to use the tool. It was a kinetic learning style.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so... A muscle memory. Of muscle memory. So they think that as the vocal cords, you know, developed, and there's a whole bunch of different theories about why that happened, but anyways... One of one of the easy things was that you know the tribe would get together each night. They would sit around a fire, and a story would be told, and yeah. and it it resonated early on. You know, in and I think that well, they still don't really understand why why um, our brains develop so differently than chimpanzees. Because one of the things is that um, typically a chimpanzee's brain development finishes within like I think the first five years. Versus, for humans, it's so delayed. I it, it's they're still not a hundred percent sure. Like neuroscience still has a very long way to go. But I think the last I read was that you know you start crystallizing your IQ at 28, which seems to suggest that um, that you know the brain can develop up to 28 years old, and it might even develop even further past that. I mean, because sometimes you can you can find uh, they have some studies about you know, the brain rewiring later on in life and, and adapting and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, there's just a whole, the, the brain is so not understood yet. But anyways, um, chimpanzees, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I hope that answered, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so like I get why liquidity is super hard to understand. Yeah. That's why I try to tell the equilibrium story and why I try to tell you know the the engine metaphor because I think it's a lot easier to understand um, a simplistic story, and then to just have little things that that you know explain first what something means. So HYG, if if HYG is under seventy four, we're in an illiquid situation. Don't worry about the mechanics behind it just yet. Just know that when you spot HYG under seventy four. That mean, that's what that means, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You develop
0: the answer first. Yeah. And then once you understand the answer and you see the answer, right, then mm-hmm. there's the curiosity to go and, you know, reverse engineer. Why did that happen the way it did, right? Because it's much more explainable that way, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the brain works that way, but it, it, it seems to work that way, and it seems, it seems, you know, learning retention is much higher if you approach it from that, from that standpoint. Um, why are you smiling at me? How do I have so many fucking hours in the day to to figure this shit out? I don't know. I I really don't. I don't. I I don't know, I don't know how. how it. I don't know. I've figured out so much of of the stuff. I have.
1: I think it's a lot of it's become second nature to you. Like you can look at a graph very easily and already know what's going on, and then just go look at the other one. Like, right. instead of having to that's what i'm saying like i think with time you're becoming better and better and better and better because it's now what the past pretty much four or five months like every call has been
0: sure Ooh. yeah i think i think my pattern recognition is through the, through the roof do you know that that's one of the one of the main measures of iq is just pattern recognition really yeah hmm. uh, I, I thought that was super interesting because I didn't yeah. I didn't understand how that necessarily correlates to actual intelligence because I think intelligence is a much broader spectrum.
2: Um,
1: I, well, like I was saying, mm-hmm. um, I think that I think that every day that you know obviously you you look over the stocks and and who to follow and you do your research like you very easily. Come up with what what's gonna happen like you you can predict it pretty well because of of the studies that you've done because of the mistakes that you have made along the way you, you like you're a pretty quick learner and you know you can you can um, retain like you were saying you can retain like what was wrong what was right and then you know, that's whiz-biz, baby.
0: That's whiz-biz, baby. <laughs> and then try golfing with me because it's just like one no. long just... Mm-mm. Did you know? 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 I think I have this new theory about blah, 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 blah. you know? Did you ever think about that?
1: <laughs> I'll never forget the first time you took me golfing and you told me I look like I'm a fucking baseball game.
0: I said you look like a, a baseball game.
1: You said I look like a baseball player. It looks like I'm at a baseball game.
0: You were swinging the, you were swinging the ball, or you are swinging the, um, the club like a, a fucking baseball bat. Thank you. And then you had no follow through. Thank you. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I think you said some stupid dick shit. Like we're golfing. We're not playing baseball. That sounds like me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And that's brave of you because I had a club in my hand.
0: Well, I had one too, so.
1: It's okay. My driver was bigger than yours.
0: <laughs> I don't think it, it's not so much about the size, but more the way you use it. I would, I would argue. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Good fucking night.
0: I can't. Because I mean, who the fuck knows what's gonna happen in China?
1: You can't sleep.
0: I I'm really curious tonight. I don't. I'm not so. It looks like China is going into a major recession. Like it, it really looks like. Yeah. They're going. It off is the rails. literally
1: plummeted every single night.
0: And. You know. Like
1: more, more and more, and then during the day, there's no recovery
0: yeah uh, the i mean last night there was because the communist party came in and said and told fund, ordered funds you need to stop selling equities right now which we all know that worked out great in russia already because uh, when when the russians were ordered to stop to you know stop with the ruble it, it went to on the open market went to the equivalent of a penny so i mean the bonds in the chinese market are, are going to go to zero it's just it's going to be chaotic, and I am sure that lar- it makes complete sense why all of a sudden BlackRock starts selling at the high. I mean, you look at Larry Fink and, and his stock record, his sell- selling stock record. He sold at the high for, on, on SPY. You know, they, There's correlation between that. And you're telling me now that, that this pullback wasn't planned? It, it is 100% planned. They knew exactly what they were doing, sending this down. And you know why? It's because BlackRock is one of the biggest investors in China as well, uh, as well as the United States. And if you don't think they're going to be the first fucking ones out, they definitely are, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're getting their fucking money. Everyone else, good fucking luck.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And they tried to do it stealth, uh, in stealth mode last week, and I fucking caught
2: them.
0: I smoked those motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard not to feel pumped, you know. Mm-hmm. I like you should di- you should try to divorce yourself from emotion, but when you when you have a success, like you should celebrate it too. At the same time, it's it's this weird constant like di- like dichotomy that you have to live in. But you know, me and the tribe are fucking rocking, man. It's <laughs> it's you and me, baby. Rocking and rolling. Listen to me, motherfuckers. <laughs> We're fucking rocking right now. Yeah. I mean, we're hammering shit, you know?
1: So who's this, like... I know I asked this earlier, and I just want to ask it on the pod. What is going to happen if the Chinese market, like, like really does crash? Like, done.
0: Done. If it crashes? Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, the Chinese government. So that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Was and I mean, I I understand. I just sort of went on a tangent about like yeah, black BlackRock and all that stuff. But I'm always the government's always always going to step in at some point, right? In and issue stimulus, and we start our we're starting to walk into unknown territory. So. Stimulus interventions are a relatively new phenomenon, and one of the one of the really hard parts about you know and, uh, being able to track precedent obviously is is if it hasn't happened a lot of times, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out so as well as like so one of the problems is that modern monetary theory is a, is a very new theory we don't have a lot of testing on it as well as like the financial markets are still very very relatively new in the grand scheme of history we don't have like a ton of economic data points especially like when it comes to crashes there aren't it's not a ton like we know what happens when the government fucks up and doesn't intervene that's 1929 we know what happens when government intervenes later and that's two thousand eight, um, but we don't. I don't have like three examples of the government, you know, injecting stimulus. I have, I have two thousand eight, and I have two thousand twenty.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And two thousand twenty is is probably the most aggressive example that we've ever seen. Yeah. And the problem is, is that there isn't like a methodology, and there's not a. The way that they injected stimulus in two thousand eight is almost completely different to the attack and approach they took in twenty twenty,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the reverse repo rates. They you know the reverse repo facilities they opened in twenty nineteen, and um, so I don't know what's going to happen in China because they have a serious structural problem ongoing. They have huge ghost towns. I mean, mega cities that are just empty. Mm-hmm. And their country is, is pretty impoverished, but the problem is, is that they are the mechanistic heart of of the Western world and globalism, like you know if something comes in a factory, it, it most likely comes from china yeah and um it's scary to think that that they're having such issues that early in the supply chain, and you can only imagine what kind of contagion is going to come down the um. So, what I think about is, and I really so.
2: Let me explain it this way first. It gets hard to compare
0: and overlay historical events because the market adapts with new regulations, new trading methods, you know, uh, better efficiencies. So for me to make a comparison between 2023 and, and 1929 is not a very accurate comparison, because not only is the economic conditions completely different, um, but the you know, I mean, the regulations are completely different. The understanding of economics is 100 percent different. The fact that we have Internet now versus 1929. And accuracy of information is way easier. And, you know, banks live under, under high scrutiny, I mean, relatively high scrutiny. So it's still pretty criminal what they do. But so one of the, one of the interesting things is people always go, well, what about the fucking Weimar? And, uh, you know, there was Weimar inflation in Germany in, in, uh, in the 1930s. And, they go well there was a there was a crash in nineteen twenty nine and then um because of it, it causes a, a huge spiral in in German inflation, which then eventually you know leads to the whole fascist route and and all that shit that happened right mm-hmm. with it but you know you can you can think about like so at the time America was the industrial heart for for a lot of things like the industrial revolution had just sparked um they were they were massively exporting a lot of stuff and they were early in the supply chain right yeah now where they went wrong right was the was everyone uh throwing in fucking tariffs and and trying to trying to throw up borders and and all that stuff right they they rejected they went into a everyone went into a harsh rejection of globalism and it really slowed down economies even further because a tariff is like a tariff is always a two-way sword you're you're hurting yourself as much as you're hurting the other economy if you don't make a in it in a adaptation to it so if uh germany throws up a or so if let's just take the modern day if united states throws up a tariff on china but they don't replace the manufacturing Production, with say like Viet, you know, if they don't move the manufacturing production then to like Vietnam, or or India or someplace else, right? America is going to suffer just as much as as China is going to suffer. Yeah. So, the re- the w- reason why the tariffs against China haven't hurt as bad is because we've been able to move some of our production to other places and, and outsource elsewhere, for it, which you know that's that's fine. Um, Thailand. Yeah, Thailand, whatever, right? Yeah. So to go back to, to the 1929 example here, so they were early in the supply chain, right? Manufacturing fails, obviously, then it causes a huge spike in inflation in Germany. One of the reasons that they they fucked up, right, was because tariffs got put in place, as well as Germany just in Germany just kept printing, right, because they were so fucking in debt. There's some allegories, right? The United States is obviously extremely over over leveraged in uh, debt to GDP ratio, as well as everyone is, right? And that's the whole idea between modern monetary theory is that you know you can take out as much debt as you want as long as you can continue to make interest payments on it, and. Uh, I don't know. The the setup is very scary. There's definitely some some things that you can learn from 1929 and, and try to avoid, but I, and obviously I just don't think it's a, a direct um, symmetry between the two, but,
1: State. but I do think yeah.
0: that that what we can learn from it is that um, you know, trying to input, input put up tariffs is obviously a wrong move when you're suffering a contraction in the economy, at least not if you don't make a a uh, adaptation and, and change where production is coming from, which I think the United States does have somewhat of an ability to do. And I think that does sort of mitigate a potential crash
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the United States part, or at least limit what the downside is in a recession. The problem is, is that one of the other things though is, is the same thing with, with globalism, as well as you're much better tied into other people's economies. So, you know, we have investments in China. Even if, we're, even if we can move Production, you know, you can't change the fact that BlackRock is so heavily underwater in Evergrande, and Evergrande just declared bankruptcy today in New York, right? I mean, there's some serious issues, or that Country Garden is now defaulting on their bonds. You know, it, it's it's going to cause liquidity issues that will then create a contagion into into U.S. markets, and there's no way to get around it now at this point, and. That's incredibly like. So it's
1: when, not if.
0: Yeah. And you need geniuses at the helm that can be like, I I would say like zarring adaptations quickly that need to be occurring. Right. And I mean, it, it gets, it's a lot easier said than done, you know, It's obviously so much fucking red tape in the government. It's just, and the government is incredibly incompetent. And to think that the government's ever not going to be incompetent is, you know, like good fucking luck, man. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to save the day. They never will.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, like, how do you get out of this?
0: and it's it's almost like we've we've tried to get out of this so much but the problem is that we're so far into the bubble of debt
1: we're yeah, we're pretty much there's stuck. no way to
0: unwind it yeah without causing some serious slaughter
2: yeah
0: you know it's just it's going to be what it is we're going to have to pay the piper we should have paid the piper you know much much more often and and just accept it, you know, contractions every three to seven years, and let, let capitalism do its thing and purge and just turn over. And you know, people wouldn't be fucking losing their livelihood, like their, their entire retirement, and you know, their house and shit, if, if contractions weren't so fucking deep. If we just allowed for contractions to happen regularly, every, nothing too big to fail it should should be outlawed. You know, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Let banks fail then. You know what? Don't don't take away people's houses. Let the fucking bank fail. Let the bank restart. You know? Yeah. They they can fucking restart. We we can't replace consumer households as easily as we can replace banks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I can get you another bank tomorrow. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll we'll make a whiz bank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold on to your money. <laughs> um it, it's just it, but that's where the that's where the serious corruption in dc comes in right is yeah. i mean lee Coco, i i tip my hat to him but he's the he's what fucked up dc initially with with the lobbying when he went when he went to dc and lobbied on behalf of chevy and, and introduced the fa- phrase too big to fail right and i mean i fucking respect shit out, out of lee i mean he, he is a business mastermind an absolute superstar but uh, it was wrong for him to do that, you know yeah. it, from the From the interest of, of a country perspective and from the interest of our economy's perspective, it was wrong for us to have ever bailed out corporations and at least not have strings attached. you know there should yeah. been there should have been loans, there should have been repayments, there should have been you know prop profit should have been been scalped and, and refunded to taxpayers. There should have never been the way it went.
2: Yeah. And for them
0: to go, well, it was a moral hazard issue. That is such bullshit. There's no moral, there's much moral hazard as there is moral hazard in my fucking pinky. You know, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing there, you know. it. And we know there's no moral hazard because we bailed out consumer households in 2020. And guess what? it made the economy rebound way fucking faster mm-hmm. than, than when we bailed out corporations. Yep. So I think that a top-down approach in bailouts works, no, it needs to be bottom-up. Consumers need to be fed. Consumers are, are the main point of the cycle in an in a, in a, in a, in a economic environment. I don't understand why people don't want it. I think it's because they don't want to give up fucking money to the poor. Because they're like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me hold on to that money. You know, mm-hmm. the problem with rich fucking dudes, though, is they love to sit on their fucking pile of cash. You know, and they don't spend it back in the economy. It's an inefficiency in the economy that gets held up. It becomes a bottleneck. Yeah, and that's not what we need. We need consumers that are going to rapidly spend it and distribute it back into the economy I mean, and, yeah. and give give businesses cash flow that they need, right? And they're going to pick winners and they're going to pick losers. And I'm sorry, fucking losers, you're not going to. Like, you're up shit's great. That's fucking capitalism. You know? Move out of the way for something that's, that's efficient in the economy that consumers are choosing. Yeah. And that's the way it should be.
1: I mean, I get it. You know, you, you work hard for your money. You deserve your money. But also, if you'd rather just sit there and watch it burn versus right. giving it to those in need, that's pretty shitty. Yeah.
0: I agree. Yeah. It's not right.
1: No.
0: And... We fought, we fucked up, letting letting lobbyists throw so much money at politicians. I mean, the fact that they were going to let uh, Sam Bankman Freed like almost walk
2: mm-hmm.
0: until until you know people started shining light on how much money all everyone took from from SBF, and none of them have given back their money. And they knew it it came from a really shady source, and they didn't. They still took it, and now. The majority of congress holds that money and they are extremely wealthy and they stole it from tax they stole it from taxpayers that that is the simple fact they they stole it from hardworking americans
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they know they did they know they did because ftx failed and the, and people were out billions of, of dollars and I, I don't understand why, why people in Congress aren't being fucking indicted as much as SBF is being indicted because they're just as responsible. It's absolutely absurd.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't give a fuck if they're blue or red. They, they all need to go to fucking jail if, if they took that kind of money because they knew.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They knew. And then they, they tried to perform illegal favors yep. for SBF, and that is 100% unethical. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. Anyways, whizocracy in 2024, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Anyways.
0: I, it's weird having grown up my whole life around DC and, and understand the entire game of it, you know? I mean, I, I know how to... I could move things through DC. man. Yeah, if I needed to. I think, you know, what I was thinking about was, was it's, it's very interesting how um, Less and less wealthy people have have run for for Congress or or you know a, a public office position, and really it's because they're trying to reduce their own liability.
2: They mm-hmm. want someone
0: else holding the holding the smoking gun to do their dirty work for them. They'll just pay them off. Yep. Right. It's a lot easier to do that and have them just execute whatever their private interest is. Yep. And uh, I don't know. That's I I think that it is
1: way to cover their ass
0: well it is a way to cover their ass I but I think I think it's it's not what the founding fathers intended I don't think that it's okay for um, politicians to serve a private interest I think that they should only be allowed to serve public in, the public interest that's why it's a public office they have to they every decision should be made in the best interest of 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 the public yeah even if it means at the sacrifice of a few, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just that's what a democracy democracy is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you have somehow pushed me off onto my fucking soapbox. <laughs> Let me step off it. <laughs> How far along do you think we are in the pod? You think? A...
1: Oh, um, I think we're. 48 minutes
0: around an hour and in one minute oh have we done it or you want to keep going
1: we can keep going
0: all right well you gotta you gotta ask me another question then (laughs) you can ask me anything Mm -hmm. you can can talk to me about uh, if we're gonna play chess tomorrow
2: so i can beat you no yeah
0: who's won the last I've won. I have a new opening. I learned.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my same opening <laughs> and whoop your ass and confuse. Do you her. remember what
0: your opening is? You don't even you you know exactly how to do it. You know an English opening. I know how to do it. You,
2: yeah.
0: It does drive me a little bit nuts. Because <laughs> I'm like I'm like the fucking English opening again, and you're like the
1: English what? <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I, I fuck with you and you can't tell that I'm fucking with you.
0: No, that's not fucking with me. I know that's not. I am. Mm-mm.
1: Okay. You can think that.
0: It's fine. I got to go pick up. I'm I'm thinking I might go pick up more cigars tomorrow, too.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um... What, um, what are your thoughts on... Hmm.
1: I know we haven't really talked about QuantumScape as much. You've been focusing more on the macro.
0: Yeah, macros pretty much consume the entire environment at this point. I mean, I'm not yeah. even...
1: Looking at the smaller? No. Yeah.
0: In fact, IWM and like small cap stocks were... Way down. Way down. Normally they lead. I mean, normally they lead in, a cr- in, sorry, not a crash, but a, a downside. Yeah. I mean, was I telling you this fact that, that if you had looked at IWM during the COVID crash, you would have found that IWM started falling, falling almost a week in advance of, of the rest of the market. So you would have had a, a complete tip-off that something was wrong.
1: Well, yeah, you did tell me that. You said back when COVID first came out, you looking at by looking at the market, you knew something was about to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I started to figure it out in, in September 2019 when, when they opened reverse repo. I was like, "Oh shit! They they fuck! They see something that fucked up. Like they know something in the system's wrong." And then I started scanning, like just trying to figure out where the fuck it was. And then, I mean in the IC intelligence community there were rumors that that there was this new uh bio like bioweapon in China and i mean I, I understand by saying calling it a bioweapon is controversial i guess it's not as controversial anymore now because they confirmed it came out of a level 4 bio lab which level 4 bio labs by the way are designed to develop bioweapons so um in wuhan wuhan is the only level four biolab in the country in china and it they receive u.s funding and uh they are paid to develop certain features of of bioweapons certain aspects um whatever we don't need to go into that (laughs)
1: I'm not rolling my eyes at you. I just think it's absolutely just
2: ugh.
0: Ugh. What does
1: that mean? To, I don't want to talk about COVID. Yeah. I mean it's okay, but like it's just like terrifying that like we pretty much paid them to kill us.
2: Yeah, I mean you
0: you have to wonder. I mean, we're we're dealing with extremely unethical forces. Yeah. And it is I mean I'm I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here but it is it is very weird that Bill Gates held a health conference and I think it was 2018 and they practiced a coronavirus response you know I mean it was a ma- it's a ma- it was a major forum it wasn't like some obscure thing like they literally practiced a a you know coronavirus escapes from a lab or something like that and they played out the entire scenario and and practiced the simulation and it was recorded and everything. I mean, it just, sorry, anyways, I'm I'm getting sidetracked here. So in 2019, right, there was that rumor in the IC as well. So you're like, well, is that really going to affect the economy? I mean, the, the mysterious disease, it's taking people down. I mean, what's really going on in China and China's notorious. They, I mean, it's not the iron curtain anymore, but, um, the Communist Party keeps a tight lip on what's really going on, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, they are, again, I've, I've said it before, they're, they are the manufacturing heartland of, of globalism. And if their manufacturing goes down, it's quick contagion, right? So at the point of, I think it was February, right? So it's late February at this point now. And the market's starting to feel heavy and liquidity's not right and something, you know, it's just things were moving super weird and I, I could kind of start to figure out, like, I mean, I remember, <laughs> I, I, I must have been so fucking nuts. I was, I was yelling at, at people about, there's a fucking virus coming and they're going to ship it over to the United States and it's going <laughs> to infect the whole fucking country. And people are now preparing for it. Yep. And then it happened. And, um...
1: And we took it so seriously. And we
0: took it to- totally so fucking seriously. <laughs> so much so that we shut down the economy. And, um... I don't know, it was, it was weird. The whole thing it was, it was a very weird and... It almost doesn't feel real.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how you like put it all together that it was happening.
0: Always seem to. You're
1: like a fortune teller, I swear. <laughs> There's
0: a reason I'm the whiz. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's whiz biz, Betty.
1: I know. Got your little fortune ball. Crystal ball? Crystal ball. Yes, thank you. It's late.
0: Right. We always film our pods right. just
1: like screamed. At their- <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's like the you're
1: poking at me? You're gonna make me mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's the uh, what's the what's one of the most interesting concepts in in stock? Do you think or thing that you're curious about?
1: Um, I'm still trying to understand, like. 'Cause it, it's new. It's it's been newer for me because I've just been like the macros, like seeing how how much can move for like Netflix or Apple or Tesla, the bigger ones. It's hard for me to understand.
2: The
0: Here's, mega the mega tech. Yeah. How much the Megatech can move? Yeah, like why they affect the markets so much? Mm-hmm. Because um, so you have to assign a valuation, like in very in a very simple way to think about it, you have to assign a valuation to a, a company, right? And you do it based on how much revenue they generate. Mm-hmm. And so based on how much revenue they generate, you for project that, mm-hmm. and then you discount it because obviously there's Probabilities that come into into effect there, right? There's uncertainty, all all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's called DCF or discounted cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. And um, from there, then you can start to sort of figure out like a a cap, like a it's called a market cap. How much is the valuation of this stock? Um, with what it currently is and what it will, what we think it will be. Yeah. Right. So Apple was a $3 trillion stock because it is the phone maker and people need phones. Mm -hmm. And they basically have a perfect monopoly on the market, right? And they can charge out the wazoo for it and, you know, (laughs) Apple's not going away. Yeah. Right? And so... $3 3 trillion that makes it the biggest stock in the market is number 1 right right next to Microsoft mm-hmm. and so the S&P 500 it it weights specifically like so if you are the biggest stock you have the most weight in affecting what the S&P price is and that's fair enough right because it takes up the biggest piece of
2: the puzzle of, yeah.
0: of the pie yeah. So if you're the biggest piece of the pie, you sh- if your stock drops a dollar, you should have the most effect on, mm-hmm. on it because you've all of a sudden that dollar is equivalent to you know billions of dollars yeah. for your company, right? So. Um. So it, the the bigger you are, the more weight
2: you hold. You hold in the right. stock market. Yeah.
0: Right. So if if all of Megatech starts dropping and they all hold the biggest weights, right? The stock market's going to move a lot. It's going to mm-hmm. fall a lot, mm-hmm. right? And um, that is, that's sort of why. Mm-hmm. that makes sense? Yeah. Cool. Well, Thanks. that's my simplistic lesson, I guess, <laughs> for today for us. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I'll think of more questions for the third pod all right we're doing it tomorrow
0: we're doing it tomorrow yep on friday yep okay (laughs) sounds good you can't even tell my voice is it sounds it still sounds like rfk
2: yeah it does
0: is that good or bad does it sound good or
1: yeah you your voice sounds good you sound like you might need some water
0: i do but i was trying to chug water in between when I, I tried to pass you the ball back but,
1: when, I, when I talk.
0: Yeah, and I was, like, grabbing water, slugging water
1: Yeah,
0: as quickly as I could.
1: Okay, so I changed my mind. We're not jamming the pot tomorrow. Okay. Because we rest on Fridays. We do rest on Fridays. I forgot it's on. Thursday. Yeah. I've been so busy. I don't even remember what day it was. Yeah. We're going to do – do you want to do Saturday or Sunday? Sunday.
2: Sunday,
0: because I'll – Sa- Saturday, I'm, I'm, yeah, normally off doing things. Yeah. we gotta go, We got to go to Costco on Saturdays. Sa- Saturdays are dedicated to Costco.: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's probably home. like, "What the fuck do they buy at Costco?" Oh <laughs> to of go shit. each week and spend the entire day.
0: We run through food like a motherfucker in this house. I mean, just
1: mm-hmm.
0: it is in and out.
1: High metabolism and high
0: metabolism's in this household and they like they yeah, they go through it quick and it's just it's ne- there's never enough food.
2: <laughs> uh
0: today I was like, what the fuck do we have? I opened the I open the refrigerator I, I went, Holy shit, there's nothing left. Like Yeah, me at all. Yeah. Um and I try I I love cooking. So I um I meal prep on, on Sundays. I make I make a lot of food on Sundays. And box it all, put it in my boxes. <laughs> and for me, for you, and uh, none for you. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. none for me. I have been. I mean, I I follow a pretty good diet schedule where I just eat in the evenings. That works pretty well. My metabolism is so fucking high. I don't know. You think? You think ever my? You think my metabolism is just so high because I'm so fucking immortal? That?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I. I wonder what I think it could to also be. It all the
1: fucking coffee. It could be. You drink.
0: It could be um, all the all the fucking medicine I take every morning too. All the all the pills. You know what I you know what I found out that I, I'm so happy about and I, I guess I sort of knew this already was that by taking a baby aspirin every day you, so I take it right because I want to lower uh inflammation in my blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's also a great way to prevent myocard myocarditis, which is um uh clots in the in the heart.
2: Artery. It
0: it will cause a heart attack. Oh. Yeah. And um, so I'm very happy. I take my baby aspirin. It makes me feel a lot better, <laughs> especially because I had heart. Su- you know, I had heart yeah. surgery when I was a baby. So yeah. I always get very concerned about what what's the health of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Anyways, on that note, I saw I solved a a way to get my, <laughs> to mitigate my chances of myocarditis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take a baby aspirin. Take a baby aspirin.
0: Just one. Just one. One a day. But actually, though, it, it, no more than that because it, it can cause poisoning. You know, so um, it's very important. Just do that. I noticed that, like, my my inflammation does actually really go down when yeah, I it does. when I take it. The
2: cheeks
1: aren't as puffy. Mm-mm.
0: No. Um, what? A, I mean, I take it. I take. I think I take like nine pills a day.
1: Yeah, you've you've got a whole setup. We
0: got a whole system. All over the
2: bathroom counter. They're all
0: in my boxes. Yeah, they're all in the in the pill boxes for each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I have my I have my ones that I take on the go. The little the little ones that look like uh those uh what is it? Those travels. Those, those travel ones I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty sleek. They're they're black. They're cool. <laughs> you know what I, I was so happy about today too? was that um, my, my car got reloaded with Chipotle napkins,
2: finally. I felt so happy. I, I, was, I was so happy you gave them to me.
0: And that I was like, oh, right, 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 right. Like, and I walked out to my car and I put it in, into my fucking, I don't know what, that armrest box thing. Is that what it's called? glove box? No, no, no. A glove box goes on the right side of the car. Or the left side if you're in england or ireland
1: you mean the middle
0: yeah the middle thing
1: like the middle console thing mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. what did you call it
0: the armrest box <laughs> is that not what it's called
1: i'm just laughing because you said box
0: I put things in it's boxes. It's a box.
1: It's where your arm goes. It's the arm rest box. Yeah, that's
0: where, and that's where the arm goes to rest. Oh my
1: gosh. Middle console. That's what it's called.
0: Is that actually true? I don't
1: know. Let's ask Bard.
0: That's a good question for Bard. I don't think... I like my, I like my name better. It blows off the tongue. Did you see Elon ended up in Japan today? I don't know, it's just weird <laughs> and then he just and then weird. he's just he's tweeting at like two fifty a m his time i I don't think the Japanese government will be friendly to him bringing over over Tesla I mean maybe they will,
2: but um i I should have googled why he went over there i don't I don't know why
0: I didn't. Figure it out. Did you see that SpaceX sold all their bitcoins today?
1: Oh, is is that like a? That's
0: one of the major reasons. So there's a liquidity grab ongoing.
1: The middle part of a car where arms rest is called the center console.
0: Oh wow! So we were both wrong.
1: I'm sorry. I will make you re-listen to this so you can hear me say center console. You said
0: middle console, and I know. Center
1: console.
0: Disruptor, if you're still listening to this podcast, (laughs) comment and let me know.
1: It is a long horizontal (laughs) compartment that runs between the driver and front passenger seats.
0: How many medicines do you think we currently take that are probably, like, poisonous? Like, and we just we think they're, like, the fucking beast needs. Oh, like, so many. There has to be a ton, right? Hey! Like, probably hey, more on. than Shh. five. Hold on. Wait,
1: wait, wait. We're still on... I know you want to change subjects, but Bard told me, here are some other names for center consoles. hmm Armrest console. There we go. You were close. Center That's it, baby. Center stack. <laughs> Console box. Glove box. Hey, see? So I was right.
0: Well, then what's the thing on the right side? Passenger
1: console, storage console.
0: Is it just called a passenger glove box, or what's the glove? (sighs) Well, now we have more questions.
1: (laughs) Talk about your medicine and I'll ask Bard.
0: Oh, I was just going to tell a joke. I was like, I I wanted to set it up for like, yeah, it's probably more than five, right? Like... (laughs) that was it it was just a dumb joke I think there's
1: so much medicines that are poison to us
0: yeah alright wacko just calm down she doesn't take pills I can't convince her excuse me a few things I can't convince her on
1: I was traumatized as a child and I think you just have to deal with that
0: yeah or you know push you to change and adapt I think that you know, pills, they could be very good for you. Or we can just keep buying you the gummies. That's fine, too.
1: I'm a fan of gummies.
0: They're sugary, though. Sugar okay. is bad. Did you see that cancer ki- that cancer? Uh, cancer cell-killing uh, uh, pill?
1: Yeah, it's
0: $20,000. Yeah, I think... It doesn't the- work. It doesn't work. No. no, they haven't done human trials yet for UCF. it. They have not. They have not started human trials on it. How do you know? It targets cells.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. But
0: the one that came I know, out last week. I know of
1: someone that was in a trial for for a twenty thousand dollar pill,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she had leukemia. Um. It, she took the pill for two
2: years, and two years later she died. Yeah, that wouldn't be it. This is a different one. Mm.
0: This is, this is a, a different one. It's entering human trials. It hasn't, it, they haven't done anything with patients yet. Mm. They're going to see if it works on humans.
1: So the compartment in the right In front of the passenger seat is commonly called the glove box. So
2: there's two glove boxes? Yes. That's confusing.
1: Well, it's actually the center console.
0: (laughs) Does that really, like, it doesn't roll off the tongue.
1: Center console?
0: Yeah. Why would you call it a console? Nothing else in the car is called a console.
1: What do you want it to be called? The, the napkin box. box?
0: Yeah, the napkin box. The Chipotle napkin box.
2: <laughs> You're psychotic. I love
0: it. <laughs> I bring a certain energy. You're so
1: funny. I'm over here typing in barred. Did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know this? Did you read this? <laughs> I love it. It's giving golden retriever energy.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's um,
1: it's just my default.
0: Yeah, it's my default state. I like to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We need to come up with a fun acronym of you telling facts.
0: What do you mean? Whiz,
1: wax, wat, wacky.
0: <laughs> whiz, wax off.
1: Wacky, whiz, facts. Because <laughs> they're so goddamn random.
0: Whiz, whack off some facts for us, real quick. <laughs> All right, guys. Mm-hmm. My God! All right, we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> so, if you are listening to the podcast and you've somehow stumbled upon it, and you didn't stumble upon it through my Substack, I have a Substack. It's Merlin's Capital. Um, it is the goat po- It is the goat Substack. It comes with a goat podcast. In fact, it's the one you're listening to right now. <laughs> um. Fuck, you know what I just remember too is um. So I'm at I'm at 800 subs. I'm 200 fucking away from uh a, a thousand subs, and I got. I think I have seven days left to smoke the fuck, like smoke my fucking goal. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking smoke it though. I like. I got. I I got it. You know. You got it. Just like here. Listen. Listen. Tribe. Like. It's going to be fucking you and me next week. Like we're going to fucking war. All right. <laughs> we're going to light the fucking market up. And we're going to be at a thousand subscribers next week. I'm I fucking guarantee it. It's going to happen three months. This upsets going to be coming up on three months. We're hitting the fucking goal. All right. There's no backing off.
1: We better make this happen. So yeah. we don't have a depressed ways around the house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you gonna do? You gonna you you better be ready to fucking run through a fucking wall for me, all right? Always. Yeah. If we get to a thousand subs, I'll I'll film Gwen running through a fucking wall.
2: (laughs) What? Like I'm the cooling man? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Why not like smashing a TV or something?
0: Have you run into a fucking TV? Is that what you're suggesting?
1: Smashing a TV.
0: Smashing a TV
1: with a baseball bat. Yeah, we could. Covered in nails. What? So it's more destruction. <laughs> you don't understand.
0: No, I get it. I get it. I'm I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. All right. Anyways. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I, I we do appreciate the support and um. We have an amazing community, amazing tribe. I, th- I personally love it so much. I-, I love our online community that we have. It- it's awesome. And um, you're awesome. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. Appreciate you.
2: Love you.